following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. boys do i got a doozy movie review for you oh my god my life is so different after watching this oh. movie. we were supposed to watch this no you were supposed to let this absorb you i just read the front cover it, <laughs> rubber it was probably enough we watched rubber and for those of you who do not know rubber is a movie about a sentient tire that has telekinesis and the only thing I can say about the movie Rubber to wrap up this whole synopsis that we're going to give you is Rubber is a movie about whatever. Like that was pretty much the story of Rubber. It's about whatever. Like you can get really deep into Rubber and and Our Rubber can get really deep into you. <laughs> oh, Depends on you. No, <laughs> but like you can get into it and think about it like it's an allegory on you know forum groups and how fandom decays after a while. But really, it's just a it's a mind fuck. Like they gave a director like here's some acid and fifty bucks, make a movie. Right. And they made Rubber. It's a very experimental movie that's very avant-garde. Uh, it starts off with like a no-reason monologue, which kind of prefaces the entire movie, and it's an excellent preface to it. But I, we, we, we look at it differently. You didn't like it? <laughs> go, go ahead. You can go ahead. What I really like about this, like starting off, is like it's artistic, and then I don't know if it's just me analyzing things and taking more out of it because I feel like it circles back on itself. So it could be way more than what it actually was, or it can be simply nothing, pretty much what it was implying. It was actually implying kind of both things, in a sense, I thought. I didn't like how it started off with this police officer basically looking into the camera to the audience, telling them this is a movie about nothing. It's just like, gives off all these examples of like, this happened in this movie. Why? For no reason. For no reason. I think that that was the writer director's way of knowing <laughs> that they had a movie that they didn't know how the fans were going to react to it. And right. by saying that it was their way of covering their track. So if it was a bad movie that didn't make sense, then that would be like, well, we said at the beginning, it's a movie about nothing type of thing. Whereas they could have let the audience discover that on their own that it was a movie about nothing like i give napoleon dynamite as an example 
That was that awesome was movie. a very random movie, and a lot of things in it didn't make sense. But they didn't come out at the beginning and say that. They just let right. the fans. I think either way, it kind of adds to the hilarity of it. Well, I mean, that whole scene in general, like the pulling up of the car and the hitting the chairs, All like the chairs. it was such an asinine start even before the monologue. You're like, what am I getting myself into? And the glass of water he was holding, that's like, what's the water going to do? And that almost seemed post-shot, like that had nothing to do with the movie so much to the point where maybe that was – after the movie was shot and they were doing reshoots, they're like, maybe we should shoot this as a kind of a quote-unquote MacGuffin to the movie to, oh, this movie doesn't make sense. Maybe we should put this at the beginning of the movie to kind of cover our tracks, kind of like you were saying. I like how it also kind of pulls you as the spectator, and it puts you in a position that's in the movie as the audience because there is an audience that pretty much watches – the situation. So the cop is pretty much addressing you and addressing the position of where the spectators are. Which is another thing I didn't really care for. One or the other. Either you're like talking directly to the camera to me, the viewer at home, or you're talking to these actors and actresses that are the spectators, right. the viewers. Well, you are them. Not both at like different times. Like I just. Yeah, you have no appreciation for art. <laughs> I do, but it's just, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, it, it didn't start out good for me. I so. thought so <laughs> because it takes, it immediately takes shots at itself because there's a kid who's, he's like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so like as the audience, yeah, you kind of agree. He is your voice. They are your voice. And going through this, I kind of parallel with what they're thinking, feeling, yeah, I watched it this time around, and I've seen it previous to this reviewing of it, and the first time I watched it, I just watched it with the eyes of, this movie is supposed to be crazy, I'm going to watch it and giggle, and that's what I did. It was It's like watching Eraserhead, like you don't watch Eraserhead with the eyes of that this movie is going to be great, no, you watch it with the fact that I don't do drugs, but this is the closest thing to what drugs are like. <laughs> yeah, um, for me it's like… As much as I liked the movie, I don't recommend it. No, so not, absolutely <laughs> not. Like this is the movie what you someone's like, yeah, you're a film guy. What should I watch? I, I don't like you. Go watch Rubber. <sighs> so it, you shouldn't watch it. Not no, not that you shouldn't watch it, but I don't recommend it. But if you want to watch it, watch it. Like just this, know I'm not. This is the movie you recommend to someone you don't want to ever ask you to recommend movies again. And the the one thing too, not the one thing, a thing. The the special effects were done well. But it was the same fucking special effect over and over of people's heads exploding or an animal exploding. Like, I thought this movie was going to be a lot different. I don't do nothing about – well, people know these are spoilers. <laughs> I, I didn't look up anything about this movie. Just from what I was thinking the movie was going to be, it was not anywhere in the same vicinity as what I thought it was going to be. I thought this tire was going to be like, you know, creative ways of like doing like a burnout on somebody's face with the rubber and like – burning their face until it just like what's wrong with you oh why would you think that yeah but it was just like the tire and they shake the camera and make some weird noise and then all of a sudden the person's head explodes it's like okay after like the fifth time i didn't really care for it well there's only so much that a tire can do i understand that like oh to should have been a short film yeah this should have been lonnie is the only person within the three of us who's in us no uh who has actually seen this me and Jeremy went into this blind. I'm with Jeremy. I didn't really research this. I always knew this was kind of like 
I mean, would I would kind of consider it cult classic at yeah. this point. There is a following. I do know people who have kind of recommended this or just threw it out there. But yeah, no, it, it starts off as like you, you get the beginning monologue and then it kind of goes into, well, the audience pretty much observes this tire and this tire begins to move in the little dirt where it's stuck at. So it's kind of beautifully le- shot. Yeah, it's, yeah. That. it's learning to move. It's learning to crawl, walk, run, whatever you if you will. You believe it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's it's starting to move by itself. It incrementally crushes small objects to, as it gets – well, and then bigger objects. So like a little can or plastic bottle or whatever, and it tries for a glass bottle and – was it a scorpion? It, it realizes that the glass is a little bit – Harder. Durable, more durable uh, than plastic or it earns aluminum. It experience yeah. points. But yeah. that's when it learns it has telekinetic powers. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. It seems to enjoy the crunch of the scorpion. Like it just took its life. Bunny. It's nurturement or, you know, it's learning its environment, but it doesn't have anything to teach it, so it only knows what it does. Yeah, it has a personality all its own. So about, like, the 20-minute mark is when you get, like, your first kill of person. I was going to say a bunny and a bird get killed. And a scorpion. So there's, like, a telekinetic or a psychokinetic which blows up a rabbit, then a crow three minutes later. And then there's three minutes later, it blows up the head of a guy at a gas station who kind of ran off. I'm going to pause you there. Because this brings me to something. When they got to that gas station, and then it like I think it does like kind of like a crane shot. I was thinking in my head, is that the gas station of Captain Spaulding? Then the tire goes to a hotel, a teal color hotel. The hotel. The hotel. It is the hotel from Devil's Rejects. It's 100% that hotel from Devil's Rejects. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, then I bet you that that was the gas station that was Captain Spaulding's that they shot at because those two areas in real life are like within 20 minutes of each other, maybe 15 minutes. So that's a fun fact is that the hotel from Devil's Rejects is 100% in it and possibly Captain Spaulding's gas station. So continue, Justin. All right, yeah, shut so up, with Justin. That, okay. <laughs> no, it, um, it kind of seems to develop a little bit of a crush too. There was a female who... I assumed it stopped the female's car, and it wants to follow her. I will say the positive about this movie, I think the humor was was well-placed with the police officers. When the one's just randomly holding a stuffed alligator or whatever it is, I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. At the end, when they have the mannequin on the porch where the tire is at, and they have like a a walkie-talkie or whatever, and they have that girl like, Oh, you fucking do me or whatever. Like, <laughs> like I was laughing at that. So I will say the humor was well placed in this movie, and I really did. I mean, the guy with the glasses that at the beginning that kind of oh, your guide, yeah. he's uh, your guide, the, the guide. Yeah. I didn't care for him at first, but when he left the hotel and he has this bike, and then he shows up carrying the bike. Like, okay, why would you <laughs> why be should, carrying the why bike? Didn't you and just not, ride it? But when it's him and just that guy in the wheelchair, oh, and, and he's food. eating everything, and he's, I think that was some of the most brilliant acting by somebody in a, in a movie in a long time. Like in a movie like this, his timing was perfect, and just his mannerisms and stuff, it felt real. Yeah, he had some off quirk type yeah. of. Right. Like I felt like he was really op- finally opening up to this guy and stuff. But so that would be the positives from this movie. Right. And, guess, but as for like a, a horror type movie, I don't know. Bringing it back to towards the beginning after it starts following this girl, like the girl goes into the hotel, motel, whatever you want to call it. And she goes to take a shower, but she leaves the, the door, the entrance door open. 
And I was like, who leaves a door open right before you're just going to hop into a shower? And then, you know, the tire enters. Your uh, significant other's mother. <laughs> this is true. <clears throat> but it kind of gets kicked out, and then it's into it goes into another room. Like, it just rented a room, so the tire does. So how does the tire rent a room? Credit. No, um, no explanation, no reason. But yeah, so the commenter calls out the boy about the how the rabbit is fake. I thought that was probably one of the the funnier spots too. Where all right, so the audience, the audience is getting hungry because they're just watching the events of this tire. And you know, days going by, and people are getting hungry. And you know, these two girls are like, "Isn't somebody gonna get anything?" You know, and the boy comes in with a rabbit that was exploded, and he's like, "Oh, I got this rabbit." And then one of the commenters is like. Don't you know that's fake? You know, like it was. So, like, that's another part where it's taking shots at itself. I like how the movements of the tire, you can kind of seem to understand its emotions. And, like, when it faces itself in the mirror to see what, you know, like all of it's done, it's kind of having like this reflection of what, you know, what am I? Uh, people keep on saying, like, I'm just a tire. I'm looking something up on IMDb about this movie. I'm still listening to you. There is also another part where the boy who's like the son of the maintenance man. He gets yelled at, and he puts that dead crow on the pizza. That's blasphemy. You do not put a carcass on a pizza that's not cooked. That's pizza. Don't fuck up pizza. So my my thing that I'm looking up here is the director, Quentin, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Dupuy, Dupuy, Justin, you'd probably know. Yeah, I would. It's spelled... It's spelled D-U-P-I-E-U-X. Depu? Sounds good to me. That was his third movie. He's he's done quite a few things since then, at least one film almost every year. I'd like to watch another one of his movies just to see how they are in comparison oh, to another. Rubber. Because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this Quentin guy got a, uh, got a golden opportunity. I think that he was given a lot of money. You think well, he missed the mark? I think he did. Yeah. There's a few, well, one scene in particular that was probably one of my favorite ones, which I kind of always wanted to do in like a movie. When the cop comes back to question the other, was it the the maintenance guy or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then the tire comes to the side and the, the guy's looking at the tire and the tire blows off the maintenance guy's head. And the cop was trying to get something out of him, you know, and like he doesn't react. He like reaches into his pocket and pulls out the script and finishes what the guy was going to say. <laughs> I was like, oh. And he's just like so calm, very nonchalant, and just moves on. Like he's trying to figure out what's going on too, not as a cop perspective, but as I'm stuck in a movie, like where do I go from here? And he can't figure it out because there's still an audience watching. And the objective of like the cop and the guide is to get the audience to stop watching. Listening to you, Justin – you kind of have this tone that you didn't like the movie, but I really feel that you like this movie. Oh, I did. I think like you would like suggest <laughs> this movie to people. No, no, I wouldn't suggest it. I, I feel like you would. I, I wouldn't. I, I feel this like this all. is a movie you would watch quite often. Not often. Once was enough for me. I, I will just, probably own it just to have in my collection of DVDs. But I, I, are you getting that vibe from him? I, I can't. I can't fault him. I liked it. I think it's a fun. I like B movies though. I like terrible movies. I do so. too. There was a pretty humorous I, part too, where the tire is watching NASCAR. Like, go figure, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <clears throat> My favorite part of the movie was was the end, where the credits. <laughs> no, where where they try to blow up the mannequin head and it doesn't go off, and the cop goes in the house 
and shoots and kills the tire. And the, the guy in the wheelchair is just sitting outside, and he just walks up and throws the tire carcass on his lap. And just for some reason, it cracks me up, and he's like, the end, goodbye, and just walks <laughs> off. Yeah, there's a... I just don't know why. That just it, – it cracked my shit up. There's what? a symbolic part where the cops are playing chess on the board or on the, the oh. hood of the car, yeah. and, like, the sheriff makes an illegal move. I had to kind of rewind it just to see what move was made. And the officer, he's like, you know, you can't do that. And the sheriff questions it. And the officer says, well, you can, but it's against the rules, which I kind of figured that that sort of movement is like symbolic to everything that is going about in the movie. Like it's a collaboration of nothingness. That's what the like, guy said at the beginning. The, the chessboard is dressed with all the other players, like all the other actors and audience members. And it seems to be normal. Like you feel like this is pretty much everyday stuff. But the moves the movie focuses on is very random and disconnected from reality. So that's like the illegal move. The illegal move is the focus. You, you, it's kind of a non- this, this movie has a lot of deep meaning. Yeah. You didn't, you just watched it and then, you know, you got to take some notes. It's like a nod back to the no reason intro, that, that sort of chess thing. <laughs> I took plenty of mental notes. I so, and towards, all right, going back to kind of, well, I guess proceeding to like the end of the movie, like three days pass and the tire has killed. A lot of people, there's bodies in parking lots and stores, and the cops try to blow them up with the mannequin. But And they do like a little failed attempt, and then he comes in there, the, the main sheriff, cop, whatever, with a shotgun, and the tire is reincarnated into a tricycle. Yeah. And so, the, then that begins the long, drawn-out, five, ten-minute ending where the tricycle and tires are going through the streets. I thought that was too... That but I feel like this is like... it's an ongoing thing because it also it's like a zombie too like it can spread its own disease and it's picking up other tires along the way. So could have a mini series. Oh yeah. Oh thank you. And like the last audience member like who is still alive is pretty much that person who hasn't turned it off at the end of the movie. It's like you're still watching just to see what's going on. You are that guy in the wheelchair. And the sheriff says something like it'll all have to been over if you if you just died. Meaning if you just would have turned it off, you wouldn't have to sit through the rest of this movie. So it's taking that shot at itself again. It's symbolic to, like, without an audience, there will be no attention to it. So you're the one giving this attention. Just shut it off. Like, it's telling you pretty much throughout, like, you do not need to be watching this. I couldn't shut it off because I had to do homework for this podcast. (laughs) Right. But, like, the reason that we can't shut it off is due to our own curiosities that the art takes shape in random things. It ends up gathering more tires along the way to wreak more havoc. And then it kind of ends up with that. My my afterthoughts to this is it kind of ends as it begins. So you open with a set of all these feeble chairs lining the road. And then that's pretty much symbolic to our own sedentary nature or becoming comfortable. That is what kills us. So everybody who's just sitting around not doing any movement, like the chairs is kind of what the attention was at one point. And then we're now we're just too busy doing anything and everything. It's our urge to jump in willy-nilly without forethought, you know? Like, we're just not even thinking about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, if Quentin was listening to this, uh, he'd be like, man, <laughs> this guy really thought into, uh, thought a lot about this movie when he was probably just high as fuck when he wrote it. <laughs> He's like, what, I think, if, what if there was a fucking tire? Do it. That was Let's like, do it. what if you guys already like think? Right? <laughs> no, it hints... The guy's like, no, nah, man, the tire's at the end. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't symbolic. So does it kill people? Get the chairs... Hit. Fucking blows their heads <laughs> up. The chairs are one extreme, 
and maybe the one well, you know those were like the reincarnations into the tire and restarting again. So just no movement as a chair is one thing, and then all this movement, and, you know, like you have to find a happy middle to reach happiness, or it could all just mean nothing. I think they had a bunch of chairs they bought for props, <laughs> and they're like, "Fuck it, let's run them over." But the thing is, is they were. Those weren't even like real chairs. They were just like they placed on each other because he barely tapped it, and it was like mm, they fell over. They toppled. I think that scene in the movie was a let's really fuck with him. I I think that we should try to reach out to Quentin, get him on here, and ask him if these deep me ask him what the deep meanings are, I, if any. Yeah, you do an interview with Quentin, and me and Jeremy will just sit here and listen. This dude is. I will. Genius. I'll tell you this. If Quentin could be the mystery guest, if if all those hidden meanings were these deep meanings were indeed planned, I don't see how you guys he didn't see any of is that. a pretty <laughs> he's a pretty uh, genius. G- yeah, he's he's a genius writer, but I don't think I think you put some twist on these things, and I saw what you are saw. you are the genius behind it. Well, thank now, you. If but... if we get Quentin on here, we're gonna make sure he does not listen to this. <laughs> and we're going to have him go and explain before you read off your stuff. Like, so what are some of the hidden meanings here? And he's like, hidden meanings? Fuck. <laughs> I, I just smoked five bowls. That's what the hidden meaning I murdered meaning is. a bunch of people with a turkey. <laughs> to... And then I, the tire <laughs> killed, a, killed a bird. I think it was a chicken. No, no, no. It was a crow. I'm a big fan of Rob Zombie, so I went to two of his filming locations to film this. I was chasing around Zombie, and I was like, I got a camera. <laughs> So I was like, all this where Spalding was, I, I should kill a guy in a truck with a tire. <laughs> How are you going to run him over? No, no, I'm going to blow up his head. The script came about when he was, Quentin was sitting in a tire on a camping trip. Now. High as shit. And he's like, I want this tire to kill people. Now, speaking of the tire, some of the like shots where they were chasing the tire as it was rolling, that was beautiful. How did they get the tire to roll like that, like mechanics-wise? There had to have been some kind of, like, remote-control type car. Yeah, that's the only thing. thing I could think of is yeah. remote. Because, I mean, like, you're not seeing any green screen foot tracks or anything next to it. Uh, yeah. Well, and that uh, was just it. Like, me as a filmmaker at the beginning when the tire was, like, waking up and stuff. I could see how to do that. I was that. thinking, I was like, okay, well, that was easy. They didn't show the top of the tire here, and they just, yeah. So, but, yeah, there were certain shots where I'm like, Shit, how did they do that? Right. And you could think, like, maybe it was they'd roll it and then shoot and then roll it and shoot. But there were some long cuts of the tire rolling. Well, and it would even, like, it would even, like, stop and turn a little bit and then go again. So that's why it's just. Or go forward and then backwards. Right. Which was kind of confusing to me at first, just because, like, it went one way and then went backwards. It didn't turn. But at the end of the movie, it knew it had to go a certain way. Like, it would turn all the way to the side and then go that way. Right. Like, it had a dominant face. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie was deep. Am I right? Maybe. 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 You, you, you made it deep. But I want to see if anybody else. Did you come up with all that stuff on your own? Or did you read other like That's reviews? All, I, I make notes as I was watching it. Was I did me. too. These are my notes. You already <laughs> said <was> nothing. <laughs> my, one of my notes was had some well-placed humor, especially with all the cops. That's one of my notes. That's how deep into thought I was with it. And then one of them was about, hey, I think that was the Captain Spalding garage, and I know. Very deep the... movie. I don't recommend it, but 
You fucking love it. You have a poster. No. You ordered a poster of it <laughs> off of Amazon. It's on its way. He's got I a, actually, a, t- a rubber onesie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's just the tire. I bought uh, custom tires for <laughs> Oh. Oh. That was an interesting movie, I will say. Um, I don't hate it, but yeah, probably won't ever watch it again. You got the next one. What are you thinking? So, one, this is a movie I haven't seen, and this would force me to see it. I get the same vibe from this is movie as I did about Rubber. Are, are you thinking of it? Thinking about know. doing it? You just said you haven't seen I'm it. I'm just telling you right now, if you guys, it. if you guys choose it, the the remake of it, I'm not watching it. The first one or the second? If second. it's the original one. Tim Curry, I'll watch that all all day long. Yeah. But if it's the Tim remakes, Curry sucked. You guys pick those. That, that's, <laughs> wow. You better have that be an episode where no, I'm gonna be silent that whole thing. No, uh, I'm thinking, and I don't want to do another movie review for our next one next week because we have a guest. It's not for sure. Hobo with a shotgun. Oh, that's, I wanted to see that. I haven't seen it, and I really want to see it. But I hope I'm not as disappointed in it as I was with Rubber. All right, that was Rubber, the movie about whatever. Changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. For the better? Movie, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.